It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Thursday, September 9th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. A man was rescued near Naked Island, 21 miles east of Huna, on Monday morning, thanks in part to the light from his cracked cell phone screen. The Coast Guard in Juneau received word around 10.30 p.m. on Sunday about an overdue boater. Lieutenant Tim Kiley is a helicopter pilot with Air Station Sitka. He and three other crew members responded to the search and rescue call. Kiley says the boater was traveling in an 18-foot skiff from Ock Bay to Huna and had made it around a third of the way when his bilge pump gave out. Once the bilge pump was out, the water just flooded into the back of the boat a little bit in some choppy seas. His first engine shut down, and then he had a little trolling motor, a backup motor, and that also failed him. Uh, It was just enough to get him over to the shoreline, but it wasn't going to be enough for him to complete his trip. Kylie says his crew searched for the boater for around an hour from the air when the Coast Guard cutter Liberty called with a possible lead on the shoreline near the north end of Admiralty Island. And they wanted us to check it out. Uh, So as we headed towards the cutter's position, uh, we actually saw something shining on the shoreline. Uh, So instead of going all the way to where the cutter was pointing, we broke off and then On the shoreline, we saw the person and the boat. What captured the helicopter pilot's eye wasn't a flare. The boater had shot off all his flares earlier that evening. It was the light from a cracked cell phone screen. Just the cell phone light uh, was enough under our night vision goggles. Uh, It actually magnifies it quite a bit. We thought he had something much brighter. It almost looked like a fire under the goggles, Uh, but... It turns out it was just that little cell phone screen, and the night vision goggles just really amplify the light and really help our search. Kylie says the man was dressed in warm gear and had been stranded for at least six hours when the team found him. According to a Coast Guard press release, on scene, weather was 52 degrees with 5-mile-per-hour winds and less than 10-mile visibility. Wrangell's newspaper is having a changing of the guard. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, the Wrangell Sentinel is bringing on a new reporter to take over the weekly production of Alaska's oldest continuously publishing paper. For three years, red-bearded Caleb Vierkant was the public face of the Wrangell Sentinel. The 20-something Texan was often spotted around town with a camera, wearing a Hawaiian print shirt and walking his friendly mutt sky. Now, both man and dog have made their way back to Texas. Vierkant says he was traveling light on his way back down south. Came here with, if I'm remembering right, four suitcases and the dog. And I'm also leaving with four suitcases and a dog. And, of course, he left with the southeast wet weather staple. A pair of extra tufts. (laughs) Vierkant adds with a laugh that he doesn't know when he'll wear those tufts in Texas. But he says he was ready for a new chapter. And I was already starting to feel like it was time for me to move on, try something new. And then uh, Larry told me that he uh, was bringing in a new reporter. And so things just kind of lined up at the same time by happy coincidence. Vierkant says he doesn't quite know what's next. He's been sending his resumes far and wide. It's usually, thank you for your application. You're very qualified, but we decided to either hire internally or go with a different candidate, which is very polite code for... We're not willing to wait for you to move from an island in Alaska. 
Vierkant says he'll miss pretty much everything about living on the rock, from the people, to the proximity to the Tongass National Forest, to the abundance of seafood. What he won't miss, though? Eight dollars a gallon for milk. That's, that's not fair. <laughs> Vierkant says he's proud to say that he wasn't just the Sentinel reporter for a while, but that he was a part of the community for a while, too. I would say I'm proudest of the fact that, at least to my knowledge, nobody is happy to see me leave. I, I think I did a pretty good job being a reporter and a member of this community. I feel like, you know, I did that balancing act pretty well of, you know, being an objective reporter and also someone who wants to see this community succeed and get along with my neighbors. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I think I pulled that off pretty well. So I was, I'm just proud to say that I was part of this community for a while. Vierkant's red Hawaiian print shirt now hangs on a deer mount in Nick's Place Pizza Restaurant, a testament to his three-year legacy. I hope everybody gives the, the new reporter at the Wrangell Sentinel a chance and they keep reading and supporting their local paper. That new rider hails from Lodi, like in the CCR song. Mark Lutz arrived last month on the ferry with his wife, four cats, a U-Haul, and a new four-wheel drive. I had a Prius, and I traded that in for a Chevy Traverse only because Prius really wasn't going to cut it up here, plus I had a bunch of stuff to haul. Although tall, dark-haired, bespectacled Lutz was based in Lodi, since 2018 he'd worked as the editor of the Calaveras Enterprise in the Sierra foothills between Yosemite and Lake Tahoe. It was a 45-minute drive each way. He says he much prefers commuting within Wrangell. Takes me five minutes to walk downtown. While it wasn't on an island, Lutz says he did have a small-town upbringing. I was born and raised in... uh, the northern central valley of California, very rural, um, you know, the, the type to play in the streets and on the railroad tracks and all of that stuff. Lutz has worked a vast swath of newspaper jobs, from ad design to lifestyle editor to general assignment reporter, but he got his start in the business as a cartoonist. Started drawing when I was nine, said I was going to be a cartoonist when I grew up, that's what I became, and got into the newspaper business by way of doing that. After years in the newspaper business in California and with his three kids grown, Lutz says he and his wife of 20 years, Melinda, were looking for a change. After visiting Wrangell this summer and discussing details with the Sentinel's owner and publisher Larry Persily, Lutz says he'd fallen in love with Wrangell and was ready to move here. He says he's excited to learn about aspects of Wrangell life he doesn't know much about, like the fishing industry. Eventually, his goal is to design the week's paper from inside the Wrangell office, rather than rely on out-of-town page designers. Right now, I'm still kind of integrating and working on stories and things like that, so I haven't started actually producing the pages. That'll come within a few weeks, Um, but when that happens, then I'll probably make my own little touches to it and, you know, kind of... You'll, you'll start to see me throughout the pages is what I'm trying to say. At some point, he says, that might even mean local cartoons. There's plenty around here that could inspire who knows what. And there's a lot of exciting life to be lived and reported on a little Alaska island. I always think back to the, the quote from Jaws that it's, it's only an island if you look at it from the water. When he's not out tracking down stories, Mark Lutz will be in the Sentinel's newsroom at 205 Front Street. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. 
Governor Mike Dunleavy on Friday announced the appointment of a Soldatna man to fill a vacancy on the State Board of Fisheries. The governor's statement says Indy Walton has almost four decades of experience as a commercial fisherman, mostly in Bristol Bay, and owns a fishing lodge in the region. That gives him experience in both the commercial and sport fishing sectors, which often compete for allocations and resources. The seat has been empty since the state legislature rejected Abe Williams from the position. The governor apparently flouted the 30-day deadline for submitting a new nominee, announcing Walton's nomination 115 days after Williams was rejected for the seat. Indy Walton had applied in early June, less than a month after lawmakers rejected Williams by an 18-41 to 41 vote. United Fishermen of Alaska, a commercial fishing industry group, says it didn't put forward any preferences for the nomination. But Executive Director Francis Leach says UFA members from Bristol Bay she's spoken to are excited about Walton's appointment. He is a commercial fisherman, has commercial fished for many years. Um, that, that right there will be very beneficial to add to that board. Reached on Friday afternoon, Walton said he'd found out earlier in the day he was selected and is excited to serve Alaska as a board member, but didn't have time for an interview. Walton works as a financial advisor with Edward Jones on the Kenai Peninsula. He owns a fishing lodge in Igiagig on the Quijack River in Bristol Bay, last cast lodge. And he's a commercial fisherman in Bristol Bay. Two 32-foot Bristol Bay drift net boats are registered in his name, Sniper and Turbo, state records show. Court records show that he's been charged with two closed waters violations in 2005 and 2012 while commercial fishing. The fines paid weren't immediately available. Walton's application to the Board of Fish states that many of his family members fish commercially as well. Walton was, has previously held commercial set net permits in Kodiak and Bristol Bay, records show. Walton has repeatedly spoken out against the proposed Pebble Mine project. That was a contentious issue with Dunleavy's previous nominee. Abe Williams's day job made waves. He's the director of regional affairs for the controversial Pebble Mine project. Social media posts on December 6, 2020, indicated Walton supports scrapping the rule that limits Bristol Bay to 32-foot vessels, which are some of the smallest in the commercial fleet. Dillingham State Representative Bryce Edgman says that could be controversial when, he en- when he's up for legislative confirmation next year. If that's the case, he's going to encounter a lot of resistance from uh, Bristol Bay you know, local residents in the Bristol, year-round residents in the Bristol Bay region, because, uh, you know, we've fought long and hard to keep 32-foot uh, limit in place, because otherwise local fishermen, particularly our village fishermen, would be disenfranchised and uh, wouldn't be able to compete. Walton's first Board of Fish meeting will be in October, when it meets for a work session in Anchorage. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.